Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Welcome to another episode of Shears Wise. Today we're going to be diving into a conversation all about values and it's something that has been coming up quite a lot for us and I have no doubt at all that it's coming up for people um, listening to this because there's a lot of things going on in the world at the moment that are challenging our values, challenging our beliefs and challenging us to stand up for what we really believe in. So today we're going to talk about the difference between aspirational values and authentic values and kind of just see where that conversation goes. But before we kick off there, let's have a little catch up with where and how life is treating you, Erin, my friend. You just said it's freezing cold. It's (laughs) freezing cold here too. (laughs) It is. It is freezing cold. All the beautiful, beautiful blue sky and bright sunshine, but very chilly. So um, that's unfortunate for those of us at the arse end of the world. But um, yeah, I'm excited about this topic though, hey? Like I think what's interesting for me is that this is something that is really rising in terms of people's consciousness at the moment. Lots of opportunities for us to be tested around what our values are. And certainly a lot of people that I'm connected to are starting to have those kinds of conversations about what's really, you know, what they're prepared to stand up for. So I'm excited to see how this goes. But how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I have been, we're recording this on the 5th of July, so you probably won't hear it for a couple of weeks, but just to give you some context. So we're about a week and a bit after the Roe versus Wade decision got overturned and I've been flip-flopping between total rage and total shock, really. Um, And that's definitely impacted just generally how I've been feeling in the world. I, I just, I genuinely can't get my head around how in 2022 there is even consideration that women shouldn't be able to have autonomy over their body and make the choices that are right for them and how 
whether somebody has an abortion or not has any impact on anybody else is beyond me. And yet nine, well, six people have basically taken away that decision from millions of people. And I just, yeah, it's been um, quite simply pissing me off quite a lot. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation about values because I think it's going to pull up some of the things that we want to be able to stand for but actually we can't. And I think that's what's coming up at the moment is the things that have perhaps been on my heart to say in the past, the things that I've really cared about. I've perhaps been a bit fearful in sharing them for, you know, fear of what other people might say or think or all of those. And actually it's not okay for me to stay quiet anymore. So it's been a really interesting week in that respect. It's um, yeah, I'm sure I've, I've challenged a few people with some of the conversations I've had and and I've certainly been challenged myself. So it's exciting times. But apart from that, yeah, I'm well. We've got school holidays coming, which I'm looking forward to. Um, Emily is absolutely exhausted at the end of term. So is proving a really, really fun housemate at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we've got daily challenges with a tired five-year-old. Um, it's Phoebe's birthday last week, so she's now three and much bigger and big enough to do everything she wants to, she told me earlier. So, yeah, like usual family life, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times, right? Um, I hear you on the the values stuff and the speaking up and, you know, reflecting on the, the Roe versus Wade stuff that's happening in the Supreme Court and in America in general. I think it's really interesting to me that, you know, there's there's almost two factions in the people that I've spoken to. There's the the group of people who are very much like, um, you know, it's about body autonomy and it's about abortion and that's kind of ring fenced there for them. And that's kind of what the focus is. And then there's this wider conversation about the general sort of erosion of human rights in general. And also that concept in America specifically that the constitution, which was written many, many decades, centuries ago, and that was created by white men in a completely different world to that that we live in now, that that should be the founding or the foundational work upon which everything else grows. And for me, I think that's it speaks to that need to check in with our values regularly, because if we just accept that our values now are our values in 20 years' time, then I think we're doing everybody a disservice, especially ourselves. So I think it's really timely to be having a conversation about that because I do think that the constitution is outdated. It's so ridiculous. Like they use it as the, you know, the foundation of truth, but it doesn't have anything about the internet in it. So does that mean that's fine? Like, do you know what I mean? They could literally, anything that's not written specifically in it, it seems to be up for grabs if they feel yeah. like it. And I just think it's a shit way of, of managing a country. I mean, for crying out loud. It's yeah, it just it it makes me angry on so many levels. And yeah, yeah, I mean, to talk guns as well. Yes, you can have the right to bear arms, but it's based on people having a musket that would take you five minutes to load and has got one shot. Excuse me, where does it say you've got the right to have a semi automatic military grade weapon that can wipe out a classroom in less than a minute? I mean, it's just. It's completely mental. I think for me, the interesting part is that here in New Zealand, we also have a foundational document. And in my lifetime alone, which, you know, I'm 40, so the last 40 years, I've seen massive change in the way that that document is interpreted. 
and the way that that document is brought to the forefront of legislation and lawmaking and policy and all of those things. And I think that to me makes it harder to understand why you would stand so firmly on this is what's written, therefore that's what um, has to be. But I guess the, the flip side of that is it's the same as the Bible, right? Like there are people who stand on the Bible and say that is the thing that is the the founding document of humanity, if you like, and therefore everything that that says has to be abided by as long as it fits their purpose. But I think that's the the inflexibility of the patriarchal systems is what I think we're finding now. And the arguments often come, and I think this probably bridges us into the conversation about values. The The interesting thing for me is that a lot of people will say, well, you know, good Christians love their neighbors and all of those sorts of things, you know, using the Bible as an example. But I think the um, the interesting thing for me is that, that that rings true as an aspirational value more than an authentic value for the majority of people who are using that. And I think it's the same for the constitution. You know, they're using that as an aspirational value and saying, well, you know, this is the thing that says we should do this. And so that's the aspiration. But actually, if they checked in with their authentic values, I don't think that they've actually taken the time to create authentic values for themselves. They're just living in that space of this is what we have to aspire to all the time. And to me, that's kind of probably the, it's going to be the downfall of the systems eventually. But in the meantime, it makes it deeply uncomfortable for those of us who are doing our best to live in authentic values and, um, and and step away from aspiring to be different all the time. I think that's really true. And I love the fact that you've just very cleverly bridged it into the conversation that we're meant to I be try. having. Uh, this, is, this is why we're a good team, because <laughs> I will go off on my tangent. Yeah, I think in terms of that aspirational um, value piece, it's it's really true. There are things that we would all love to be you know we all want to be kind we all want to be loving we all want to be generous we all want to be you know all of these great beautiful words that you know absolutely if we all were that god life would be roses and you know beautiful rainbows but real life happens and and real people are real people at the end of the day so I think it's really important to actually check in and know what your values are in terms of the authentic ones what are the ones that you can actually live by what are the ones that really ring true and there will be times when your internal values like they play against each other because you know as silly example I might be invited to go down to have a coffee with a friend um you know at the local cafe so that really speaks to my value of connection and that you know that connection piece of of being with people but at the same time I might have some work to be done I might have some blogs to write I might have some recording to do which is you know that creative stuff which is again something that's really important so which one wins so we're always in that space of like pushing and pulling about having to make choices and I think the the piece that is most important to me about all of this is being conscious about your decisions Mm. taking responsibility for your decisions and I think that's what we need to see more of you know everywhere in the world actually taking like being really aware of what the decision you're making is why you're making it you know how it impacts you and, and people around you and then actually being able to live authentically with it excuse me so I guess one thing that you said in there was that, you know, what are the what are the values that you can live by? Um, and I think for some people, that will be the part that becomes challenging because to me, 
and you know I'll I'll get your thoughts on it in a second when you've stopped coughing but um an aspirational value for me is a value that I can't live by yet it's one that I'd like to it's important to me um but often when I really dive deeper into that I find that that is part of my people pleasing stuff and that it's something that other people value and therefore I think I should value it too and so I'm not living by it yet I could live by it but I haven't. Um, whereas the other side of it, the authentic values, those are the things that I can't help but live by, right? They are the things that when I don't live by them, I'm so deeply uncomfortable, I have to change things. And I think that's, for me, that's the difference. Like there are definitely aspirational values that I hold that I wish were authentic values, but they're not there yet. Um, and they might get there, but they might also fall away. And that's totally okay. And I wonder, like, what for you, how, how does the difference show up between an aspirational value and an authentic value? And how do you know whether an aspirational value could become an authentic value in time? Mm. That, that's a great, a great question. And I think for me, the aspirational value, like, for example, at the moment, there is, and, you know, all of my friends locally will know this, I am becoming a lot more outspoken about what I believe to be true haven't experienced that I know right um (laughs) not in you've got to listen to me you've got to my truth is the one source of truth it's not that at all but it's it's sharing what I believe to be true it's listening to what other people think and, and just always checking that that truth and that reality against it all interestingly if I think back to when I was a child I was very outspoken and just said what I thought straight away and didn't check myself against things. And then, you know, I grew up in the the 80s and it was very much good girls, you know, quiet and all of that sort of bullshit. So I very much learned to push that one down. So interestingly, I think I've had an aspirational value because I've I've always like seeing people who can stand up and just say what they think and not give two hoots about what other people think and be able to hold themselves true to what they believe that has been an aspirational value for me for much of my life but I would say it's now starting to become an authentic value because I'm able to to live with it but I think it's an original value from when I was very young and it actually just got hidden got pushed down got overshadowed by other things that were seen more important by other people yeah so I think for me authentic values are those values that are within us that are completely and utterly when we test them against anything they are true for us and that's the difference the aspirational stuff I think is often what we see in others and wish we could have more of ourselves and I think that's that's the challenge is actually being able to look at an aspirational value or have an aspirational value and check it against the authentic is it actually just a deeper version of an authentic value that you already have. You know, the, the authentic value that I've had has always been that I've, you know, I've known my truth. I've always known what is right and what is wrong for me. I just haven't been able to translate it into the being confident enough to speak it publicly, you know, in places like this. So I think it's kind of, there's almost building blocks within values mm. But actually knowing those those core ones, those core authentic values, and and they will be similar for most of your life, but they will also evolve and they will develop and they will deepen as you 
have more life experience because values come from life experience they get bedded in based on what you go through Um, and I think that's really important to remember because we can't just change our minds suddenly be like oh I'm going to have this aspirational value and I'm going to you know I'm all of a sudden going to be the kindest person on the world and on the planet I mean I'd love to be Um, and I think kindness is is an authentic value so it's probably not a great one for me to use but in terms of being able to actually you know live it authentically you have to check yourself in everything that you do you know Mm. is this coming from a place of kindness is this leading me towards living being a kinder person is it making me kinder to myself it has to encompass everything and I think that's that's the challenge sometimes we can we can want to be something but actually living it is kind of challenging yeah I love what you said about the evolution of the values as well like um that was something that came up for me like reflecting on what you were saying um and specifically that outspokenness um I think if I'm honest I wouldn't necessarily describe you as outspoken now I think you're more open and I think that's different. Outspo- I think you were probably quite outspoken as a child, but you may have been less open to receiving other people's ideas and opinions. Whereas now I find that you're firm on what you believe and you will challenge people who aren't firm in their own belief systems. Um, but I don't think that you are so closed off probably to receiving other people's ideas, especially when they're in conflict with your own. And so that evolution for me is really important to reflect on that we start off with a value and it might it might sort of come and go a little bit over time. But part of that is about it evolving into something much more healthy. And I think the the openness that you express now in terms of being able to, you know, express your own ideas and opinions and, and beliefs and truths, but also be open to someone having something different as theirs. Um, I think that's probably the most evolved version of that particular value that you will see. So I, it's just an interesting sort of thing to reflect on because I think if you were still in that outspoken but not willing to receive, then I think that's still aspirational in some ways because you're not actually like you're you know you're not you're confident, but you're lacking confidence in being able to be challenged or have other things expressed and still stand in your own power. So, um, you know, that kind of comes from that, I guess, that sacred energy and that wounded energy stuff, Mm. right? Like if we're in that wounded space, we defend, defend, defend. Whereas being in that sacred space, we're much more open to people having different perspectives and coming at things from different ways and honoring that without feeling threatened by it. Yeah, so true. In terms of your aspirational versus authentic values, which ones come up for you in each category? I, I'm I'm intrigued. Mm, me too. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think um, probably there's aspects of all of my authentic values that I think could probably be better, if that makes sense. I think there's definitely um, I'm still evolving in in my values system. Um, and, and I think, you know, if we're honest, probably everybody is always evolving. Um, I think as an example, um, generosity for me is a big one. Um, but I'm learning as I get older and as I get more connected with myself, that generosity looks different to what I thought it did. And so I kind of still see that as a bit of an aspirational value because I thought I'd attained it, but actually... I've learned as I've got there that it's different. Um, And so I think values for me, especially, well, I can only speak from my experience. um, Values are very much a journey. 
um, and a constant evolution. It's not something where I ever really get to the point where I can stand in my authentic values and say, that's not going to change um, or it's not going to be bigger or bolder or different in some way. Um, so, you know, but I think we share a lot of values, you and I, um, we've had this conversation many times and I think that's why we, um, why we connected, uh, as, as well as we did when we first spoke was that, you know, we, we love connection. Um, we're all about collaboration and the collective and, um, we pride ourselves on showing compassion and being kind and loyalty and those sorts of things. Um, I think each of us probably have slightly different ways of approaching all of those things. Um, and and that's, for me, that's one of the beautiful things about learning my own values and kind of learning to live my own values is that I attract people who have similar values, but express them in different ways. And that encourages me to reflect on how I live my values and whether or not that needs to be adjusted or you know, whether there's something I could learn to kind of expand that in some way. It also means that it's easier to live my values when I'm surrounded by people who honor them. Um, so well, I think that's, that's going to be my next question was, have you had your values really tested by anyone, any particular situation? Have your values ever failed you? Like, has that ever been a, a, a thing? Um I think, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said, no, I've never been tested on them or I've never um, felt conflicted by them. I'm not sure that I have necessarily a specific example. Actually, probably the, the biggest one, I think, for me would be, um, you know, like I pride myself on um, on being connected to my value of um, of kindness and compassion for others and being honest or like acting, acting in integrity all the time, you know? Um, and I think that there have definitely been times when I've gotten myself so badly out of alignment with my intuition that I've done things that in order to reconnect with my intuition and to realign my life, I have lived out of integrity or I haven't been particularly kind or compassionate. And I think that for me, that's something that like when I reflect on that, I can see how easily I did it at the time, but how hard it would be for me to do that now. Mm, yeah. And so again, that it's that evolutionary process, I think, but definitely there are times when I look back in my life where I wish I had been able to come at that situation with more compassion or more kindness um, or, you know, be more in integrity with my own values around it. That being said, I don't hold regret around those things because I can't be in that space of regretting it and still be in a space of saying, okay, well, you know, I've learned from it and I've moved forward and I've grown and all of those things. So does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I think what it what it brings up for me, because there's certainly been times in my life where I have not, where my values have failed me or I've failed my values, whichever way around you want to, you want to think about it. And if I look back at them, those times now, they were often, in fact, now I could probably put hand on heart and say in each of them, I was in a very wounded, energetic space. Yeah. Like it was always a time where I was feeling some sort of 
um, I was going through some sort of challenge. I was going through some sort of like just not feeling connected to to who I who I was. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like I often talk, and I'm sure I've shared it before, how my twenties. You know, lots of people say the twenties were the best you know decade of their life I hated my 20s absolutely (laughs) you know I found them really really challenging I didn't know who I was I didn't know how I was meant to show up I just I didn't know anything and I didn't know where to even start and I just look back on it now and realize how deeply out of alignment I was with what I valued in people what I valued in myself and what I and and my values full stop Mm. I was just in such a, a wounded space and it took me a long time you know it was pretty much the whole decade if not a little bit longer yeah. where everything and I remember you know these moments of being in at events or being with friends or being with people and just sort of sitting there and almost having like an out-of-body experience of of being like I genuinely don't think I fit in here but I don't know where else I can be and it's really funny funny not funny haha interesting <laughs> uh, it's probably a better word um looking back at those just not even realizing how much help and support I needed at the time just thinking that that was who I was and that was life and that's all it was there was no I don't remember having any urge or opportunity to get help at that time yeah. and I don't know if that was just reflective of the times when you know mental health wasn't something you talked about when you know you always everyone you know put on a brave face and keep on going that sort of thing um I don't know if it's just reflective of that or reflective of the fact that I have been fiercely independent my whole life my parents would tell you that when I was about three I was you know or no younger than that too I just started walking and I basically set off across a beach and mum and dad like ah she'll stop soon she'll stop soon she will stop soon, won't she? And I just kept on going until somebody came. <laughs> Eventually, Dad had to sprint across and get me. And, you know, so I've always been fiercely independent. And I think in many ways that stopped me from ever asking for help and, and, and knowing that it was possible. So it's been interesting in terms of that value because connection and kindness is absolutely core to who I am. And yet for a really long time, I didn't allow myself to receive it. Yeah. I was always quite willing to to give it. So I think it's that's where that's almost like an authentic versus aspirational. You know, like I was I was able to reflect it outwards, but I wasn't allowed. I, I never saw it within myself or allowed it to come to me. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I, it makes me wonder, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying about, um, you know, those those younger years, those formative adult years where you're so out of alignment with your own personal values. Um, in part, I think, because the world almost thrusts it upon you, right? Um, and I, I think the the challenge there is how quickly we can navigate that process of coming back to ourselves and, and um, working out what's really important for us. But I think, like, if you take independence um, as a, you know, a possible value, like being able to do things for yourself, um, I think often until we start to do the work healing ourselves and we start to actually really understand ourselves from a a more like from a deeper level I think there's always going to be values and I use air quotes there um, as Ellie does often I think those become values that are aspirational even though they feel authentic because they're not being expressed authentically 
so even though they might be an authentic value, like that ability to stand in your own power and to be confident and courageous and all of those things that you hold really firm in now, um, you've always had aspects of that, but they've come from a wounded place of um, I can't trust other people or um, I'm not worthy of being helped or whatever it is that comes up. And I'm not saying those all, are your stories. I'm just <laughs> using those as examples. Um, but I think it's really interesting that, you know, values, you can have authentic values, but if they're not expressed authentically, then they're almost still sitting in that aspirational space until we are living them and expressing them from a place of truth and real alignment with who we are on a, a deep soul level. And so I think, you know, it's really interesting to kind of check in with yourself around what your values are and that sort of stuff, because it, it is one of those things where we do have to constantly check in with, is that the most authentic form of that value? Am I living it? Am I expressing it? If not, what's in the way of that? And, and I think that's what informs our work a lot of times um, when we're working with clients is that, you know, we, we start to dive into something and, you know, they're like, oh, no, I, I really value this particular thing. Um, and then as you dive into it, you're like, I know that you really value that, but it's expressing itself in this way. And that's not actually healthy. So we have to do some healing or some, you know, some deep diving, some understanding, some reframing mentally or emotionally to be able to actually get to the point where that's expressed authentically and becomes a healthy, authentic value. And so it's really interesting, like to, to have those conversations, but it starts with yourself and just spending time reflecting on what is really important. And I loved that you know, you brought it up a little while ago that you were like, I'm just going to check in with my values again. And I was like, really? And then um, you did it. And then I was like, maybe I should do that too. And I listened to um, your uh, girl crush, Brene Brown. Um, <laughs> I was trying to remember her name. Sorry. I was like, I know you're, I know you've got a crush on her, <laughs> but Brene Brown uh, did a really great podcast episode all about, you know, your values and, and, understanding what your values are and checking in with them and, and that sort of stuff. And um, she's got a great download that goes along with that. And so if you, ha- I'll find the episode and drop a link in the show notes, but like, I think it is really something that we, it can be easy to brush over that and go, Oh no, I know what's important to me. I know what I live by, but actually really checking in with, do I live by it the way that I want to? And I think for me, that's probably the the real sharp and, dangerous kind of space to be in is well, that's when, the hard bit isn't it like, yeah you know, we can have that you know I can be this and this and this and that and all these wonderful words and oh shit I've actually got to try and live by it well what yeah. does that mean <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's um it's definitely it's definitely the challenging bit and it's the bit where it takes time it takes consciousness it takes practice to get better at it and you'll slip up and there'll be you'll do things but the more you bring awareness to what your values are to how what they look like lived as well is is a really mm. helpful exercise so i'm sure i've talked about it before and certainly it's it's by no means my method it's been around for a really long time look at people that you really respect and really admire and write down you know the characteristics that you really like about them write down what it is that you see with those people and how do they express it because that can actually really help you start to see how you can be more authentic with your values and actually living them yeah i think um honoring that need to reflect often because you know as you said it comes from lived experience and you know we're served with lived experience in every moment of our waking life so 
going through that process often and just checking back in with, am I not just, you know, accepting this as an authentic value, but am I also living it in an authentic way um, and expressing it in a healthy, authentic, truthful way for myself? Because that will look different for everybody. Your authentic value and my authentic value might look the same to outside sources, but how we express that and how we live that looks very different at times. And I think that's a really important part of the process and something that we we tend to sort of forget about. But that part of the process, in my view, is the difference between it being aspirational and authentic. Great place to wrap up. Um, I think it's been a really interesting discussion. And, you know, we'd love to hear, are you living in your authentic values or what are your aspirational ones? And how can you get a bit closer to bringing those into the authentic part of your life? So feel free to follow us, like us, share this with someone who you think might enjoy it. Apologies, my throat seems to have decided that it no longer wants me to talk. So I'm going to hand over to Erin to wrap up and say goodbye. Yeah, if you've enjoyed the conversation, feel free to let us know. You know, we're on Instagram at Awakening the Wise Woman or at Shares Wise Podcast. Either one, feel free to tag us. Otherwise, share, review. We'd love some stars up on uh, the local podcast platforms. And um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of She Is Wise. If you've enjoyed this content, please don't hesitate to let us know. You can drop a review on your favorite podcast platform, share with all your friends. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. To learn more about Awakening the Wise Woman and what we do in the world, head on over to awakeningthewisewoman.com. We look forward to seeing you next week.